Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City for part two. Well, you got to see me three times. You got to see me before this show even started. Ted, were you were you scroll who was screwing around with the, the switches? Who had the producing roles? Was he oh yeah, it had to be him. Is the only oh, what is this? A Spider-Man Spider-Man meme? Who's that? <laughs> I, I listen, I, I was wondering if my screen again, because oh, listen, I know you're gonna go through the CMG podcast. We're gonna talk baseball, we're gonna hit the old spots. We got Joe on, we're ready to go, we're excited. Yes, Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays. But I'm like, oh my god, my Wi-Fi's down, the whole screen's black. So I click it the first time. I'm like, oh, add Trev to stream. I'm like, add me to stream. And then you remove, then you like clicked it again. I'm like, don't touch it. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You let me take control. So you let me take control of this. Yeah, but I thought I I lost service again, just like we ended the NBA thing where it was like, yep, there was a one man team. You didn't hear it? The ratings went through the roof. That was like the best 30 seconds. That was the best ending we had. I I had such a comment for you, but I would have been something. But uh, I don't know if it would have been appropriate for uh, this show. You always have a comment for the best us. 30 seconds of his life. Yeah, right. You always have a comment. But, yes, I know we're back, and we have the Joseph McGuire joining us. I know it's only week one. There's 155 more games. But, hey, we said, what the hell. Let's talk about the first week of the MLB. Our biggest takeaways, the Mets are looking good, even with – the injured pitching staff, the New York Yankees look like the same old New York Yankees for the past five years. And one of us is not too pleased. I'll give you a spoiler. He's down there. He's the bottom guy. He's not too pleased right now with the Yankees. We'll talk about that. But also, we could have had a historic, historic occasion just the other day. But good old analytics come back to play and want to affect and impact those historical performances. Yes, I am talking about the great lefty out of L.A., Clayton Kershaw. It's just this close against a very, very good and solid offense in the Minnesota Twins for a perfect game. But like I said, analytics, once again, our good old friends want to come by and impact that. But let's start it off. Biggest takeaway, It's a, I know we're only week one. A lot has happened. We've had unwritten rules again coming out, Joe. We've seen a perfect game possibly. We've seen a three-home run game against our good old New York Yankees the other night by Vlad Guerrero Jr. And how he's really escalated himself to maybe the face. Look at that beautiful dog. There's the dog, Joe. Oh, there he is. There's the beautiful dog. His name's Buddy. But, yes, what's your biggest takeaway from the first week of baseball? Well, uh, my biggest takeaway is the Yankees look like the same old, same old Yankees with all the same problems. Um, we were just talking about it before the show, you know, uh, Albert Pujols homering uh, for the yeah. Cardinals. And that was insane. And it, it's it's all the reasons that you love baseball. Uh, Chaz Jissom has two home runs. And and was riding the pine yesterday. That's the thing it seems all managers want to do. 
What somebody, is this, the NBA and load management now? Yeah, dude, I, I love it. Somebody tweeted, like, why is this guy on the bench? And uh, Jazz retweeted it, which I thought was great. And I think oh, more really? Yeah. Well, again, right? People are like, ah, oh, he retweeted it. Well, yeah, he wants to play. Why wouldn't you? I don't, I don't understand that. I get that it's early. Pitchers is one thing. So my feeling on the Kershaw thing, uh, it's long decided. Uh, that that had to happen. It's too early for him to look. He, he was going to throw. My guess is minimum thirty more pitches in that game. You know, he was at eighty. You're looking at hundred ten pitches minimum. Yeah, but I don't know. Would, I don't know, know bro. If, I, if, if, if I've got hold on, if I got a leash of eighty pitches on a guy like Garrett Cole, who's in great shape all year round, then I for a guy like Kershaw. And and when you say Clayton Kershaw, if you're being honest, you should say the oft injured Clayton Kershaw because this guy's a disaster. His his, I mean, you're talking about the the greatest lefty for the Dodgers since Sandy Koufax. Yeah, I, I'm not ignoring Fernando Valenzuela, believe me, but that's how good this guy is. He's just been hurt too much, and. I think for the Dodgers and and for Roberts to to risk it at this point in the season would have been stupid. So it was it was best that they didn't do this. But yeah, so far, just around the league in general, I've seen bad managing. Joe, I I would say he's been the best lefty since Randy Johnson in baseball past ten years. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true because he, you know, dude. Again, this is one of those things where. Luis Severino misses a year. And, and every time we talk about him, you two specifically were like, we don't know what we're going to get. Well, yeah, you do. And you've seen it in his first two starts this year. You saw it in the glimpses he had last year. He's a great pitcher. Of course he's going to pitch lights out when he gets I back. Need that, I need to get this. But he's hurt. He's hurt a lot, and he's out. Again, I don't know. We give the pass to guys like Kershaw, but not to Severino. I don't give, no, 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 no. I don't want to give a pass to anybody. This is for any pitcher. This is for Garrett Cole. This is for Max Scherzer. This is even for – even though the great Jacob DeGrom, who I know you think we love. But, no, we give – like, I want to just see consistency. Like, I get these guys with, like, Luis Severino, what he has and how talented he is and how he, he could be a true ace in this game because when you, he has to stop. When you say stop. consistency, you mean consistency in the lineup or consistency in performance? Because, again, for Severino, and I'll tell you another guy. I want no consistency. Uh, Joe, I want consistency and availability. Oh, I understand that, but those are separate things just so we're clear. No, I got you. Because when Giancarlo Stanton is healthy and playing, tell me there's a better player in baseball. Because I have a really hard time seeing that. That guy, when he's in the lineup, again, not only is he a disruptive force, especially when they're playing the Red Sox. I mean, this guy's a monster. I know he's been in and out of the lineup a lot because he gets hurt. But there's no denying when the guy plays how good he is. Same thing with Severino. Whenever Severino's healthy and around, he's amazing. Not for nothing. Aaron Hicks, I know people are already hating on Aaron Hicks. Sitting 353 with a 450 on base percentage. I know it's weird seeing him in the lineup because he's healthy, but when he's there, he produces, and we we should come to expect that with some of these guys. But this was the right move with Kershaw. It's April. If it was May 12th, uh, guys, this would be a different conversation. If it was June 12th, July 12th, we, we, we'd have been talking about something different here. It's just too early for him to go beyond 80 pitches. And in, in, what was this, his second start? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. So my gut thing was you want to see history, right? We're always a prisoner in the moment. Always. We are fans. We always want to see 
You know, we want to see history. We don't care. But my gut was like, well, how can you take him out, right? You know, and you even saw former MLB players like, you got to let him pitch. You should have enough respect or enough confidence in a veteran pitching like that that he can tell you, hey, listen, I'm going to go back out there for the eighth, all right, because I feel comfortable. You should be able to ask your guy, you know what I mean? I think sometimes certain guys have earned that keep. I think Kershaw has earned that keep. But then when you start looking at it, and then I was at a conversation with one of my veteran guys in my work, and he's like, it's April 10th. Doesn't he have, doesn't he, didn't he get hurt last year with a shoulder strain? I'm like, yeah. Where is his importance to the Dodgers? And Joe was just saying October 12th, then it is April 12th. And I get it. Listen, so, I so get you, it. You you this is more likely not when you see a lot of the history in or no hitters in perfect games in the first wow. two or three months because you take advantage of the guys that don't have the two, 300 at bats under. I get it. Listen, at the end of the day, we all want to see history. You know what I mean? We want to see guys consistently play every day. I That's been pretty cool. The pool holes homer, Joe, I agree with you. I said that. I thought that was cool bringing back to St. Louis. The thing that bothers me, though, so far is, and it's, it's maybe because I watch the Yankees every single day, is what are we doing resting guys six games in? What are we doing resting guys six games in? These guys need as many at-bats and many, many plate appearances. And I understand the pitching thing, 80 pitches, 70 pitches, 100 pitches. But the baseball guys, reps, 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 hit, hit, hit. I want – let's go. Let's – Joey Gallo goes two for three on Tuesday night. And then we're gonna, then we're gonna bet, we're gonna bench him because see, and this is something if we can at least go into the Yankee thing a little bit is something I think the Yankees are gonna have a problem going forward with is trying to make sure everyone is happy. Enough of the happy BS. Figure out what nine are playing and play them five days a week. Stop trying to get Glaber five hundred because what happens is when you take Donaldson off a third and you put DJ, well now you're taking your best third baseman and putting him at the bench. And now you're taking your second best uh, player and putting him at third. When And now you're putting Glaber, who's not defensively that good, at second or shortstop. When DJ's a gold glove second baseman. And hold on a second. And Donaldson's uh, – hold on. And Glaber – He's angry about this too. I don't blame him, buddy. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. Hold on. He knocked the ball under the couch. But that's something that bothers we'll me. get the ball for him. Go get the ball for him. Can I go get it for him? No, but my thing is, specific with the Yankees, and it's league-wide, too, with this resting players. I, I, that's why I said. Has this become the NBA with uh, load management now? Like, all of a sudden, we're taking people out of games, and the guys that are going three for four the day before, and the next day they're sitting. I think, me personally, I believe the New York Yankees are in probably one of the more trickier situations in the entire league because of the whole Glaber Torres factor. And the, the reason why I say that is because we just said it. Got Donaldson, Connor Falefa, utility all guy, uh, LeMahieu, got Gallo. You have players. What about Stanton, Judge, some guys that might play DH that day. Like, Listen, this, as long as they're this, Hicks is in the lineup, I'll be happy. Well, here's my thing is that everything kind of seems like, for some odd reason, Everything is revolving around Gleyber Torres because everything is moving with him. Like, everything's moving around him. It's, okay, well, we got to get him in. Look, me personally as a Yankee fan, change of scenery is not the worst thing in the world, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I truly believe that Gleyber Torres needs a desperately needs a change of scenery. It's not going to work in New York. 
And I believe the same thing that it was with Gary no, Sanchez. He hasn't played it, bad. It ultimately, I know, bad. I get he, that. He I get that. But the situation that the Yankees face each and every game for 162 games, maybe here's, here's the thing. You got to be, hold on one second. You got to be there. And I think you could jump on this. Hold on. I think you and Joe both jump on this. So as the, It's like being the parent. Sometimes you got to be the bad guy. Glaber, we want you in. But our best lineup is with DJ second, Rizzo, and, and IKF, and, and Donaldson, the thing, and Higgy at, and catcher with Judge, Stanton, and Gallo. That And that's our best lineup. So you're not going to get 500 at-bats. You're probably going to get 300 at-bats. But make them count, all right? We Enough of the – because, Chip, when you try to just fit guys in, you don't build any rapport. You don't build You don't build consistency. You know what I mean? Joey Gallo goes for two for three. Ah, let's take him out. Why? Why take him out? I, relate, to, me, Joe, to me, Joe, it relates back to the Glaber factor. Yeah, listen, very much so. Uh, Glaber Torres uh, in the DH role is a place I, I kind of like that yeah. guy because, and I, I've been saying this since they announced they were going to move him from short back to second. He sucked when he played second. So yeah, he wasn't, yeah. I mean, uh, you remember the pop-ups he dropped in 2018, 2019 when he was what hitting 35, what is, what, is 40 Luis, what is it, Luis Castillo trying to catch a pop-up from A-Rod? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that every time there's a pop-up. Glaber, look, you can surround Glaber Torres with gold glovers, and he the ball's going to find a way to get to him. They yeah. had a chance to turn two the other night. You know, he didn't, he wouldn't able to get it done. He is, he is a problem. He's not a good enough hitter. He's only hitting 250 right now. He's been terrible the last two seasons. If the Yankees were more than willing to let Gary Sanchez walk, and I, I still think Gary Sanchez has a ton more value and potential than Glaber does. Glaber, again, we've given him a play second, play short. Neither of those things has worked out at all. Well, I He's would say that I, a terrible infielder. It's right down to the fundamentals. Just the way he approaches ground balls is poor. Listen, if you, anything about ground balls, he is awful at second and at short. And like Teddy was saying, you're taking a gold glover off a of third and a gold glover off a of second to accommodate a guy who sucks at two positions. I don't understand that. Well, and, and Joe, here's my thing. If the Yankees, if, if there were, the problem is the value right now is low, but if you could package Hicks and Glaver for a legit – Center fielder, I'd go do it. Because here's the thing: you can then you know who's where your infield's at. You yep. know DJ. You know your consistent guys. You can move Marvin Gonzalez anywhere in the infield. You can move DJ to first. You can rotate some things. All right, Marvin can play the outfield, and you can figure out a little bit of the bench stuff. But go get a solid center fielder because please don't get me started on Hicks. The way you guys feel about Glaver is the way I feel about Hicks. I'm fed up. I'm throwing. I threw up enough. I've thrown up enough is, that I'm dry heaving on him. The difference is right now, Aaron Hicks has a team leading 350 batting average. I mean, I he's producing. I know. It seems like whenever he makes an out, it's a big spot. Here's my thing about the whole Glaber thing. I don't despise Glaber. I just think he needs a change of scenery. I just don't well, think no, I good. think he could he, no, he doesn't need a change of scenery, but I think the Yankees' philosophy of how they're distributing the time management between all these players is going to affect them. Because here's the thing. You need to beat the Blue Jays, right? Stop benching guys on the fifth day of the season. You're playing Baltimore this week. 
Jesus, you're playing Baltimore this week. Bench him then. Don't bench him during the Blue Jays. I mean, it doesn't make damn sense. Bench him in Baltimore. You could you could go grab the North Haven baseball team and they'll beat Baltimore. That's when you play Glaber three days in a row. Don't bench DJ O'Donnell. What's Donaldson? Because here's the thing. There's going to be a time in June when Donaldson's going to be one for 16. Then you want to move DJ over and get Donaldson a day or two rest? Then you do that. That's fine. That's understandable. He's got 300 at Batson. Not game six, April 12th, we're benching against the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays are really benching their best players. No, only the Yankees because we're ahead of the game, right? Don't you know we're, we got 27 world championships? Still living. We're still living off of that. Listen, Giancarlo Stanton is is uh, one of the issues here too. And well, I'll, uh, he and plays he, the best on. in the field. He and 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 for whatever reason, again, they completely ignore that. And when you log jam again, to me, DH, DH is where Glaber would be best. That would be the best position you could give that guy. Just worry about hitting. Put your glasses on or your contacts in or whatever we're doing to fix the eyes here, buddy. He's got to start hitting. He doesn't they, need to be in the field booting balls and not turning double plays. Let's be honest. I think we all could agree. I don't think Glaber will. I, I believe that Glaber will never succeed in New York. With all that they have right now, with all that they have coming up eventually, there's never going to be a place, the perfect place for Glaber Torres. And I think it's because and, and, it's, and hold on, it's not because of him. I I, I want to say, well, I think it is part of him, but I think it's also part of the Yankees developing him. Also, he has not turned out to be the player that we all expected him to be. And I don't despise. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not like I don't. Listen, hate I'm not despising him either, except for Hicks. I my can't thing is, my thing is, is that sometimes the change of scenery is just the best option. When when Glaber was hitting 260, 270 with 35 home runs, the defense was bearable. Yes. And it's become it's gotten to the point where it this is this is no longer gonna work. Listen, he's as so far as your he's guy so Hicks, again, when Aaron Hicks is in the lineup, Aaron Hicks plays well. Aaron Hicks produces. So until Aaron Hicks is back to hitting 210, then I'm all right with him right now. He's not an issue. Joey Gallo, again, why they benched him after a two-hit game. It's like, and and it's funny, I was listening to the pregame on the radio, Ted, and Booney was saying he really wanted to see Gallo get going. And he gets him going in that game with two hits, and then he benches him. I mean, again. Joe, you know how I feel about Aaron Boone. He's an idiot. I've been pretty adamant about that since. So, I'm sure he went home that yeah. night and he was like, Joey Gallo got two hits. I'll bench him now. That's 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 the best thing I can do. So I know we're talking a lot of Yankees. Let's also talk about the other New York team because the other New York team, they're battling some injuries, some big injuries right now. Jacob DeGrom, the pitching staff's not fully healthy, but they're right now five and two. They're first in the NL East. And in the NL, that's, well, realistically, it seems like probably more wide open, but it's going to be probably tougher because of the team that has to, is probably going to come out of the. NL and the LA Dodgers, but who's more of a contender right now? Is it the Yankees or is it the Mets? Yeah, exactly. Good luck. I, here's what I'll say. Mets pitching staff right now has been starting pitching has been really good, if not the best in baseball. But if you saw, what was it? Monday night's game, they had a four run lead going into the bottom of the eighth and they blew it like they always do. Now, 
See, these Joe, these were the arguments where I used to get mad at DeGrom. They pull him in the eighth, the bullpen comes in, gives you can't blame DeGrom, but you gotta but it's a team effort, all right? Just like last night with the Yankees, right? Everything in that bottom ninth when Chapman walked the first three guys was, oh my God, they're gonna blow it. They're gonna at least tie the game up. We're gonna have to go to the extra and then we're gonna have to win it when we shouldn't have had to. But Michael King came in and stepped up to the plate and literally delivered, man, delivered like a champ. Came in, three strikes, boom, then gets the double play, game over, Yankees win. That's how one teammate picks up another teammate. I think the Mets right now are the team to beat. I think because here's what I look at. Let them win now, and this is something we're used to seeing the Mets. But if you can get – this is – I'm going to use Joe's philosophy. You get DeGrom, he's not playing until All-Star break, fine. Imagine getting him fully healthy – down the stretch for the Austin. Because yeah, here's the like thing. His, his, his fault, what DeGrom's fault is, he does really well in the beginning. And then he wears out in the summer and he has a shoulder strain. Well, if he has those three or four months where he's rested, that shoulder strain is not going to come until November when they're in the playoffs, after the fact. So you can have DeGrom healthy down the stretch, which is more important to the Mets in August and September than him trying to go 20-2 and two and being done by July 31st. So I think the Mets right now, the way Francisco Lindor looks a lot more comfortable this year in his second season. They have much more balance in the offensive lineup. Alonzo's been playing really good. Consistency for them is the key, though. They have they have the talent, and I look at their division as a much easier division to win. So that's why I'm only going with that right now. But what are we, April 15th? Talk to me at the end of the month. We might be flipping the corner. We might be flipping the script. My thing about this, these two teams are actually very similar, if you consider it. I feel like they're – We just have the bullpen. Both both have bad, bad bullpens. The Yankees, no, bullpen, Yankees bullpen's good, bro. Well, Chapman, I think their closing situation is going to be maybe a factor moving down the road. I feel like Chapman, and we talked about this heated discussion about the whole Mo factor, and and Yankee fans, now there's most spoiled fans when it comes to that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that point. But look, you see the Mets situation. Both have solid lineups. Let's be honest. They're stars, star-studded lineups. We think. That Garrett Cole is an ace right now, but he's not pitching like the money that we gave him and the years that we gave him. We paid for him to be the number one guy, a true ace. Right now, we're, we're spider tack. Because right now, it seems like Garrett Cole, I hate to say that, maybe all of his numbers of all time have were flawed. And we don't know that. I don't want to make any conspiracy theory theories out there, but we don't know. And it's not looking good right now. The last three times I've seen Garrett Cole pitch, he's gotten shelled. Started in the playoff in the walk the wild card game last year, got shelled. Started opening day, got shelled. And then his last game against the Blue Jays, got shelled. So well, it's a concern. Crystal, Vladimir Guerrero <laughs> Jr. There's all these factors when it comes to Cole, but mostly spider attack. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's you just see that these teams are very similar and and you can't use the argument of well the Mets might have an easier division no the, that division is just as tough as the NL as the AL East is going to be too you have the defending champs who are going to be there in the long run you have the Philadelphia Phillies who have made moves over the offseason previous offseasons to ultimately get to where the Atlanta Braves are going to be the Washington Nationals probably in the the midst of a rebuild, Juan Soto situation. We're going to see if they're going to be a full rebuild mode. If they're going to try to give him every penny that Juan Soto so deserving of, which is who knows what it's going to be. But that's a team that's in the midst. Are they going to build around Soto, or are they going to really trade and real go really go an ultimate rebuild? And you got the Miami Marlins. 
who, yeah, we say, oh, they're kind of in the rebuild, but they're a tough, nitty-gritty team. Made the playoffs two seasons ago. I know it was a shortened season, but this is still a team that fights. Then you got the AL East. We already know on paper that it's probably the best division in baseball, top to bottom. I know the Orioles are in it, but those four teams really stand alone as a division that's just wide open. So if I had to say a more contender, who's more a contender right now, I would say the Mets, Joe. Because, and also, Joe, I'm going to relate you right to your next point. And I've said this on many occasions. You guys have gone after me, both of you, two-on-one. It's been a handicap match. This is the same New York team, Joe, that I'm seeing. Maybe not the same players. But 2017, yeah, we had a bunch of blue-chip type players, but that ultimately paid off. And I love that team and forever will love that team because of the moments it gave us. And we have, we felt like we were going to go off of that, branch off of that excellent season that nobody gave us a shot for. It's been the exact same, if not worse. We were supposed to win a, a Super Bowl. We are supposed to win a World Series already. So we went backwards. We haven't been doing ALC, ALCS since. So well, me personally, I'm going with the Mets right now, Joe. I, I will say this. I, looking at the Mets' schedule, it's brutal through the next month, and there's a lot of division games in there. You know, they've got a chance to really beat up these teams and and, and start to run away with it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it's the Mets. And so I would be more inclined to think they'll struggle with some of those games. Their pitching has been better than the Yankees so far. Uh, and the Yankees pitching has been outstanding. They're second so, in the league right now, ERA, 2.4. Absolutely. Uh, the Mets, are, and, and listen, the last uh, the last few games, the Mets have been putting up runs. So they're really start, They're really coming into their own. They're really hitting well. But it's the Mets. You know, I, I said before the season that neither DeGrom nor Scherzer would make 30 starts. That that was uh, – I should have put money on that now that no, I you, think about no, it. I'm, I'm just – sorry. I'm looking at the schedule right now for Mets. You ain't kidding. Other it's than brutal. That's a brutal schedule. Arizona, other than the Arizona D-backs and the Colorado Rockies, who surprisingly – right But they're facing Bumgarner when, they're, when they do face uh, – Well, like that's the thing. I'm looking – they got yeah. a four-game series with San Fran. Then they get Arizona again, St. Louis, Philly, Atlanta, at Philly, Seattle, who we know is a solid yeah. team, St. Louis, San Francisco again in the Bay, Philly, the Dodgers in June, San Diego, yeah. the Angels, Milwaukee, and then you get Houston. I mean, yeah, you're right, Joe. Brutal that's, schedule. That's brutal. brutal. That's a brutal-ass schedule, to be honest. And that's a team that's – we're going to see what the Mets are made of, though. And I'm glad they have a schedule like that because we're going to see if they are a contender or not. Right now, they look like they have the pieces to be a contender. With all those division games, though, all those division games, if they if they handle Washington, if they can, you know, they play the, the Braves well, if they can take advantage of the Marlins, you know, Philly's obviously a, a team a bit in transition. Again, the Mets, by May 12th, the Mets might be six games up. Uh, and then we could have a really serious conversation to address yeah. this question. But, yeah, you know, I, I I do think you have to talk about how good these divisions are. In the AL East, you know, everybody wants to – everybody sort of wants to write Tampa off. Tampa got off to a good start. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Can't ever write them off. Boston's better. Toronto's better. And it's hard to – I mean, Baltimore's got to be better. I, I can't think Baltimore. Well, they're, they're one Baltimore five right couldn't now. be worse. No, one I, five, look, I, I understand they're off to a bad start. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be a terrible. 
I think they're they're not going to lose 100 games this year. Here's the thing that one in five might say otherwise. Here's the thing that these two teams specifically need to do. And I'm I'm going to point this to the Yankees right now currently. When you're playing teams like the Orioles, like tonight, you're going to have a three game series. You have to sweep. You can't be. You can't be. I mean, I'm not even accepting two out of three. I mean, I know winning a series is great. When you're playing teams like this, and this is for both teams. You have to take care of business like this. You have to take care of teams like this. And we've seen in the past that the Yankees have struggled sometimes with the Orioles. Shock, surprisingly. But you have to take care of business because you know how great these 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 divisions are. You have to take care of what's on the plate. Like the Mets are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. These two teams, the Orioles and the Diamondbacks, to some may be the worst teams in baseball. You have to take care of this. How can we ever take you serious if you're going to be take if you're going to be struggling against teams like this? It's always been like this to me. The Yankees, the same old from what I've seen in the first week. The scores, the pitching, the pitching's been solid. The bullpen's been solid, but the hitting's the same old. It's strikeout, home runs, no runners in scoring position, and when they do, they're god awful again. It's very very similar. I hate to see it. It's on repeat right now for the New York Yankees with the same results. It seems like. And it's just building. Unless they make a major trade, like I said in before the show, pre-show, unless they make a big trade for an, uh, an ace to add to this pitching staff or some sort of offensive, whatever they want to do offensively, if they even need to change anything with their offense, I, don't, I just see the same result, guys. Can I, I'll tell you one thing, though. We've never had a- – Tell me a different – tell me something different. Tell me well, how, here's how, my how, thing. how they would can I Can I get Severino of last night? Can I, I get what I and, and can and can I get Cole? Listen, it's April. What warm up? What, but I've seen Garrett Cole pitch two straight games and he's gotten shelled. And you're going to get and I don't want to hear oh, who's against the Broncos. Well, you're going to have to if you're going to have to win the division. He's prone to give up the home run ball. I know, but if you, but he's given up the long ball. I get that. He's always been a, that. That's been one of his weaknesses. But. He just hasn't looked good overall. Well, how about, how about if the other night when Cortez pitch is good and the team doesn't hit? I know. And if you're going to struggle, look, I don't want to hear it while we played the Blue Jays and, and Boston. You have to win the division. You have to play these teams to win the division. What did you expect it was going to be? The Baltimore Orioles, every team? No. The Boston Red Sox improved significantly offensively. Their pitching staff is a question. We get that. The Rays have been a kryptonite of the Yankees, so I don't expect them to go anywhere. The Blue Jays have have gone through the draft, but also made significant big deals in free agency. That's all I'm trying to say is that all these teams improved. Yes, the Yankees look different from what they were last year. But when I look at the same team, struggling in runners in scoring position, the clutch hitting has been always a key factor, and it's still the same. you got Aaron Boone, I feel like, trying to way overthink all the time I don't see, unless this team makes a, a significant trade or something huge, this team, to me, right now, and I don't care, you could call me, oh, he's not a Yankee fan. No, I'm just trying to be realistic of what this Yankee team is right now. I'm I don't see them I'm winning not going to jump down their throat a week into baseball. I, no, I don't want to jump down. Three against the Sox, and then I'm just saying, Joe, Ted. I haven't seen no change that I have that is not it has, it hasn't been nothing different to but me. But they were viable been, to win three out of four and two out of three. And we're and my, we're talking my thing is is that Ted, when you're seeing the same thing from three years ago, or I'll go four years ago. No, nah, I'll go three years ago. 
when is it enough to just say what what the hell is going on? What is going Here's the on? Thing. What, what's what specifically going on? do you want them to do? Judge isn't going anywhere. He's going to be the same player. We got to stop pretending like these guys are something different. We want to scream at Joey Gallo. So do I. But here's the thing. Don't blame the player. Blame the organization. They're fine with Joey Gallo batting 220 as long as he has 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 100 plus walks. That's what they want. He's not a 250 hitter. He's not a 260 hitter. He's not going to butt the opposite. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. No, people, but Yankee fans. Wait, you think that's what the Yankees want? That's what they paid for, Joe. That's what they paid. They didn't pay for a 270 hitter. He's not a two. Go look at his career. He's never been a 260. Guys want him to butt. That's not what Joey Gallo is. You can't expect a player who's been in the league, all-star, a gold glover, to change his game. He's not going to. He is what he is. He's a strikeout homer guy with an on-base percentage guy. He walks a lot, he strikes out, and he hits the ball really hard. And then he's that's what he's been since he's been in the league since day one. Not one thing has changed. You can't expect him to start, oh, well, slap the ball the other way. That's not what he is. Blame the organization for bringing a player like him in. If you wanted someone different, then Brian Cashman should have gone and get a guy like that on the San Francisco Giants that you don't know who his name is and to play left field. A guy who bats 260, but he's going to hit 10 home runs and slaps the ball around all day. That's so, not what the Yankees got. Go get so, a guy like that then. They got a more. guy who's a, a, a home run strikeout walk guy. That's what he is. All you already is. have enough of those. Yeah, but that's what they get. Then blame him. Blame Cashman. Blame the organization. I told you how I felt about the Joey Gallo trade. Listen, they, these guys think that they've put together a team – that's better on defense. Yeah. And thus far, that hasn't proven to be true. I think they feel like they've got guys with really good eyes. Joey Gallo, Giancarlo Stanton, Hicks, Judge, LeMayhew. Haven't seen much of it uh, from any of those guys, really. Uh, even, obviously, last season from the time Gallo joined till now. You're not really seeing a great eye. From any of those guys. So I think it's more on the players, really, than it is the coaching. And it's certainly not on Brian Cashman. Uh, people always complain. I mean, this guy brings in nothing but superstars. It's not on him if the superstar can't perform. It's not on him that the Yankees haven't been able to develop Gary Sanchez, Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, Glaber Torres. That you got all these. Right now, we're sitting here waiting. For Anthony Volpe's going to be the greatest player of all time. Well, he better damn well be. Yeah. He yeah. better be because you let Carlos Correa go. You let see, uh, you know, all those guys you could have gone out and signed. Now, this kid's amazing. No. The way the Yankees have evaluated no. their minor leaguers over the last 30 years. The last 30 years, you take out outside of Pettit and, and, and the core four. I mean, the, the Yankees minor league system has produced ungats. Well, they actually did, no, they did better when they traded. Hughes did better when he left. Ian Kennedy did better I want, when he left. Can I just say? I want, I want no, what about him. Esteban Florio, who's supposed to be the star center fielder? Yeah, five-tool player. They, they, they were down five center fielders last year, and they still wouldn't let that kid play. What is that? He's can like I, 24 now. He's I not even a kid anymore. I know. Can I end the show? Joe, say that word one more time. Which word? The word you just said. Your creative he's word. Even, he's not even a kid anymore? No, no, no. The word you just said. Ungats. How much did they produce? What are they produced? Ungats. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's how we're signing off after <laughs> that. The Ugat. I love it. I love it. But, yes, we'll see what happens with the New York Yankees. Right now, it's only week one. I say week one. It's only been a week in baseball. We got 155 more to go. We'll see how they play against the Baltimore Orioles, a team they've struggled. We'll be back next week. Well, first, before we go, we'd like to say, everybody, happy Easter. Stay safe and enjoy with your families. I know I'll be working in the morning, but happy Easter to all from the Keys to the City family. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.